Hello, and welcome to the Cake Lady Podcast. I am your host, Jahari Hamilton. Today, you will hear from Timothy Harris, President and CEO of the Memphis Empowerment Initiative nonprofit organization. Timothy shares his personal story of watching his father's degradation after being diagnosed with stage four prostate cancer. He talks about the importance of your own family history and how not knowing can kill you. Tim, welcome to the Cake Lady Podcast. Again, thank you so much for having me on. This is really an honor uh, to talk about something that's dear to me. The Memphis Empowerment Initiative, of course, is a local area nonprofit organization dedicated to empowerment programming for local area families and mentoring programs for school-age youth. We serve the Memphis and surrounding areas by providing services to enrich families in our community to have better, more positive quality of life for themselves and their families. I just want to give a shout out to you for the work that you are doing as it concerns men in the city of Memphis and your efforts towards promoting prostate cancer awareness. When you talk about empowering, making that connection to men's health, how does that translate? It's a direct correlation. If you're healthy, you can work, you can provide, you can do the things necessary to maintain a healthy, stable, quality of life for yourself and your families. Um, Men, by and large, do not pay um, enough attention to themselves because we're in that uh, provider mode in that security prov- uh, provision mode, but 110% of the time. So by the time we really start having the mentality towards self-awareness, there are usually several things wrong with us in our bodies, in our emotions, in our mental capacities that have been ignored. So having a healthy mindset, having a healthy body that's stable and productive is absolutely crucial to maintaining a positive quality of life for yourself and your family. Tell us why focusing on men's health is important to the city of Memphis and the African-American community. Being a predominantly African-American or person of color population, we comprise about 63% of the population in the greater Memphis area. Uh, 37% of that is male. I don't know the breakdown of the uh, African-American as it relates to other cultures and other races, but that gives you a gist of how important um, the male presence is in any community, number one. Number two, maintaining a healthy mindset and body for the workforce is crucial to the the economic structure of our city and our community. If, If companies can't comprise a decent workforce pool from what's here because people are sick, they're calling in sick if they are healthy, um, they're retiring early, or, you know, they become ill and have to take leaves of absence, that impacts the financial outlook of the community as a whole. If you're not healthy as a man, you can't provide for your families. That weighs on you mentally. Uh, that could weigh on you emotionally, whether you have a degree or not, whether you have a certificate or not, whether you're in C-suite level positions or in, in warehouse operations, you have to maintain a healthy body to do anything, to provide for your family, to provide for yourself, to pay into the American dream, as it were. 
You know, it was a badge of honor to leave a job with all your health benefits intact. You didn't call in sick one day in 30 years. But I've talked to several leaders of businesses and industry, and they're like, we have more deaths post-retirement because people did that exact same thing. They never called in sick. They never had a sick day. They ignored all the warning signs that their body was giving them over the course of decades. Uh, And now they're retired and they're retired and tired. (laughs) And uh, a lot of the things that could have been addressed health-wise were put on the back burner to maintain a sense of accomplishment. But now you're in a position where you're having to be taken care of because you ignored so many of the warning signs your body was giving you. So why is the Memphis Empowerment Initiative focusing on prostate cancer awareness and making sure that our community is aware of this disease and how it impacts African-American men? Well, in 2018, 2019, my father was diagnosed with stage four prostate cancer. We didn't realize it was prostate cancer until several tests had been run. He was having back pains. He couldn't rest. He couldn't sit up. He couldn't stand for very long. And this is a man that's been working a job since he was 14 years old. At the time, he was in his 70s. They found out it was cancer after a few months of tests, finding out his PSA numbers were through the roof for his age group and understanding what that meant. Myself being who I am, (laughs) a nerd, I wanted to become aware of as much as I could and learn as much as I could about prostate cancer so that I could help my dad. There's lots of information out there, but it's extremely clinical, extremely practitioner-driven. Lay people like myself who are not medically trained or clinically trained would have a hard time understanding uh, what all the nomenclature meant. In seeing that, I said, I can't be the only one going through this. I can't be the only one not understanding all the large terminology and the phraseology that was being presented in all the studies. So I said, uh, if I can just bring awareness to this uh, issue of prostate cancer and and how detrimental it is to the African-American men, particularly, it's the number three killer of African-American men behind colorectal cancer and hypertension. It's a silent killer. It does not present until you're usually in stage two, stage three. But if you catch it in stage one, it's 99.3% preventable, Uh, which marketing tells women every year to go take an annual physical for ovarian cancer, for breast cancer, for uh, all the feminine issues that you might be uh, going through. Uh, Marketing from companies and pharmaceutical companies and hospitals and doctors and insurance providers is geared toward women rarely see a marketing campaign geared specifically towards men. Say, take get your annual physical, sir. Get your numbers checked, sir. Know what your numbers are, sir. Look inside your family and ask around. Has anyone else gone through this situation before? If you go to the doctor, and men usually go to the doctor when it's time to go to the emergency room, <laughs> uh, they ask your family history. Is, it, is anyone in your family going through or, or has anyone gone through? And they give you a list of things to check off. If you don't know your dad, your uncle, your brother, your cousins have had cancerous issues, particularly uh, uh, prostate, you don't know. And statistics show that if you have a close relative, it increases your likelihood of having a cancerous episode. So not knowing can kill you because you don't know what to tell the doctors to check for. You don't you don't know. 
So that puts you in a very precarious position when you finally do present. And it's usually so far gone that it's a challenge to get either under control or to put you into remission to the point where it's not detrimental. So the Save Our Fathers Men's Health Awareness Summit is something we've done for the past four years. We've done it virtually. We've done it in person so that we can reach not only the men, but the women in their lives, the wives, the grandmothers, the aunts, the sisters, the daughters, uh, the granddaughters, because eight times out of 10, they're going to be the caregivers of, the, of these men. So our approach this year is to not only uh, concentrate on the men participating, but a holistic approach with, for the entire family. We want to make sure that the awareness is just not, this is prostate cancer, this is where it came from, this is what it can do, but it involves everyone to become a, a community around that patient. In my research, I found that there is a disparity in prostate cancer awareness, in men's health awareness, and then in general, health awareness amongst African-American people, period. So let's talk about that. What is your organization doing in the African-American community to decrease that gap? The, the gap usually begins with information, sharing of information. Uh, I hope I don't get into trouble by saying this, but women talk on average or use on average three times the number of words that men do during the course of a month. So men statistically use, statistically, not all the way, about 10,000 words a month in a 30-day span. Studies show that women use about 30 to 35,000 words in that same time frame. What are they doing? They're sharing information. They're uh, exp expressing opinions, expressing, you know, uh, things that they found, they've seen, they've read with each other. So that is inherent to the female population. Not so much for me. Sickness and, and tiredness and, and, and the like is ascribed to being weak. It's a psychological block that is taught to us generationally. If we're hurting, we're taught to overcome it, push through. If we're feeling bad, ignore it. You got things to do. Man up, suck it up. So that psychological block keeps us from communicating in an effective way and sharing what's going on. That's number one. Number two. Um, I've been privileged to engage with the federal government, the Office of Minority Health, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, to express exactly that. Information gap is there. How can we deal with it? If, if, if the statistics are there, the science is there, the research is there. So I could engage with them to express that, to say, can we get the CDC, the Office of Minority Health, the National Institutes of Health, to provide documentation to provide links and resources that plainly explain what prostate cancer is, what these various components mean, how can they be addressed, how can we better arm ourselves with knowledge to the point where we're engaging and acting in our own best interest. That process is ongoing. It just became something that was agreed to very recently in the past couple of weeks, actually, because they literally said no one has ever asked them to do that. Mm. Wow. That was scary to hear. <laughs> it was also enlightening because at least I know the conversation has been started. The dialogue has been started. 
increasing the plain knowledge, the plain speak, so that lay people can understand what this is, what it means, and to be able to make more educated decisions for their own health and well-being is something that's actually getting started, which three years ago did not exist. You are encouraging and motivating men to open up and communicate about where they are in their health, period. Exactly. And then two, you are connecting with broader entities such as the government. They have the numbers, they have the data, they have the research that can impact the community, but the resources as well as the information need to be in a format that the community can understand and access. Exactly, exactly. And again, I'm not putting the onus expressly on the federal government to tell us about our own bodies. We have to, to step up to the plate and, and connect on a level that we, we as men, I'm not going to say women because you guys are on it. <laughs> You're in tune with your bodies and your body's health and what affects you positively and negatively. Men, not so much, unless it's cosmetic, like hair loss, going to the gym, uh, how you can get abs and abs of steel and, you know, biceps and triceps, that kind of thing. But as far as internal health, not so much. Preventative care is not sexy for men. <laughs> it's not who you want to bring to dinner, but it has to be front of mind because uh, our African-American men and brothers, God, grandfathers, husbands, uh, nephews were dying at an alarming rate. And I believe it's unnecessarily. So, so that is the purpose of the Save Our Fathers Men's Health Awareness Summit. That is why we have breathed life into this program when a lot of people thought it was just a flight of fancy. But no, this is something that's growing in importance in our community. It's gaining some traction and getting attention of, some, like you said, the governmental entities. So we're looking forward to what the new year and months to come will bring. Tim, when you said that you want men to know that it is their responsibility. Can you share some practical ways that men can be responsible? You talked about communicating. What are some practical ways and some things that men can do to prioritize their health? If you're of age, get yourself checked. If you're working and you have health insurance, use it. You're paying for it. Use it. Preventative care is not something that's geared toward men particularly, but I'm in contact with healthcare providers to try and change that as well. Uh, the doctors can't come get you out of the gym. They can, they're not going to come get you off your couch. They're not going to come pluck you off your favorite fishing hole to come get checked. Mm -hmm. You have to have a mindset of my body is the one thing that I cannot replace. So if you look at it from that perspective, we wash our cars, we change the oil, we get them serviced. We get them all nice and shiny so we can drive around in them so they can keep going for a long time. Some of us treat our possessions better than we treat our bodies. Same goes for our bodies. Same goes for our health. We have to maintain them. It's a conscious effort, but it's an effort that's worthwhile. Your possessions will fade away, but your body is what you are housed in for the entirety of your existence on this planet. So why not? If you're over 40 years old, you get your annual physical, your prostate exam, get checked. Men might have a psychological issue with it because it seems invasive, and it is. 
But what's more invasive, a 10-minute check with your primary care physician or someone having to care for you, bathe you, change your diaper pads because you can't function on your own anymore? I've seen the degradation that the body goes through when prostate cancer goes unchecked. And I saw that firsthand, up close, in person with my dad to watch him go through depression because he could not function on his own. He could not drive anymore. He couldn't walk anymore. He couldn't bathe himself. That weighs heavily on a man's psyche. Had he got checked in any of those jobs, a lot of what he went through could very well possibly have been avoided. So I'm trying to put a clarion call out there for men who still have their fathers with them, uh, for men who are still here to be fathers to their own families, uh, brothers, cousins, nephews that don't have to die prematurely but just because they didn't get checked. When you said that about 10 minutes of an invasive physical, just knowing that most men won't go on their own. We would hope they would, but in a lot of cases, they, they won't. <laughs> and they need that push, whether it's a significant other, a wife, a mother, grandmother, daughter, granddaughter, whoever that woman may be that is going to be able to get in that man's ear, put some fire up under him to get, get checked out. How important is it for community organizations to be a part of this conversation. It's absolutely imperative to increase the network that is of like-mindedness around men's health. The challenge is to make the awareness uh, as loud as I can, as apparent as I can, as simple as I can, and as frequent as I can, so that I'm not one of the very few people on the mountaintop with a bullhorn. I'm a group of a collective of a community that's spreading this information throughout that network that I just mentioned. Uh, there are people that I would never be able to reach that would not know anything about me, but my networking with someone else can be uh, critical to someone understanding this information. We definitely want to connect the right people with the right information. So you talked a little bit about this summit. Who is this summit for? Initially, it was geared and targeted toward men, but I had some very wise counsel from some colleagues of mine that said, Mr. Harris, you have to understand that men are not in this by themselves. So we've retooled it to being more engaging to those women in those men's lives. So there's a more holistic approach, more realistic approach to getting the information out there, to getting it absorbed by men. Uh, women hear information and process it more quickly than men. That communication piece is crucial because a woman more than likely remember more of the detailed information than a man will and repeat it. Uh, I'm not being facetious on that. A woman will let you know, hey, you know, you missed your appointment or hey, you have an appointment coming up. That whole healthcare regime is usually spearheaded more than likely by a wife or a significant other. But we're retooling our approach to make sure that not only the women in these men's lives are aware that they're encouraged to inspire the men to, to do better about their own health and health awareness and engaging with the networks in our communities, the business uh, communities, the other nonprofit agencies, the faith-based and religious entities as well. So you have definitely made this a family and community-centered event, not just a men's event. I hope our listeners are hearing the community being a part of this as well. Sometimes not only do 
men not want to share personal things with their loved ones, but sometimes even community that can also be a resource. Exactly. Exactly. That was one point that one of our research partners found as well, that the level of privacy in the African-American community in regards to your personal household was so extreme that you just did not share any bad health news. Grandma could be suffering. Grandpa could be suffering. No one really knew what they were suffering from. They just died. And there's no information as to what the causes were. Nothing shared past a few people and the wealth of information disappears. And that goes back to my previous point that what you don't know can kill you. Statistics show that as an African-American man over 45, I can get my prostate exam once every four to five years. The gene is there potentially because my father had it that decreased to every year. So I took it upon myself to share with family reunions. We have a family social media page. I shared on that. If you don't know, cousins, nephews, uncles, if you don't know, get checked so you can know. There's no fear in knowing. The fear is usually not knowing, not knowing what you're going up against potentially. That should not be. I understand the need for privacy. I'm a man of faith and I understand that you're praying and you're asking God to intervene in your situation. I understand. I get it. But in the meantime, get checked. Know what your numbers are so that you can be educated about your health care and how you need to proceed. A wealth of information that you're sharing with us today. I want you to tell our listeners what they can look forward to if they attend a Save Our Fathers Summit. That's a very good question. With the advent of COVID, we have to be very careful. So we're trying our best to take away the challenge that COVID has presented to us globally. We are fully aware of the variants that are on the rise right now. So we're trying to maintain a constant vigilance on that information as well. That, of course, will dictate how we move forward with this event. We want to provide the best information sessions, breakout sessions, giveaways. Q&As, one-on-ones, so that people can leave the conference better equipped than when they came. You can go to www.memphisempowerment.org. That's www.memphisempowerment, one word, .org. Or contact us at info at memphisempowerment.org for any questions. Well, I'm excited. This is a fantastic time for health awareness. It's a fantastic time for men to step up, get checked. I'm on a personal journey myself to make sure that I know all my particulars as well. I can't talk to talk and not walk to walk. <laughs> We're looking for a great turnout, great information, great presenters, and hopefully helping as many men and family members as we can. And before we go, I do want to ask, what can families communities, corporations, and individuals do throughout the year to partner with and help the Memphis Empowerment Initiative move the needle forward on men's health and prostate cancer awareness? Of course, we're always looking for sponsors and donors to engage with us, either with in-kind donations or financial donations. But it's not just for operations, it's for marketing. That is key and critical to what we're trying to get done because no one is going to come to an event they don't know about. 
we definitely desire volunteers as well. Uh, if you want to volunteer your time, you have a you know, passion for this awareness of the activities and events that we do throughout the year, definitely you know, would benefit from volunteer uh, services as well. So uh, physically, uh, monetarily, and even your prayers and support are welcome. I want you to tell our listeners, particularly our men, what you think would be encouraging and motivating for them as it concerns prioritizing their health. Prioritize your health above any of the outstanding issues that are in society today that are trying to claim your attention. You are the only you you will ever get. Maintain it. Thank you again, Tim. Thank you for your efforts. Thank you for leading the conversation in Memphis, as well as the surrounding areas, as it concerns the importance of men's health in the African-American community. So glad that you were able to share some of your time with us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Cake Lady Podcast. You have officially joined the conversation. If you would like more information about prostate cancer or prostate cancer awareness, please visit the Cake Lady Podcast website at jaharihamilton1.wixsite.com forward slash podcast. For more information about the Memphis Empowerment Initiative nonprofit organization, please visit www.memphisempowerment.org. The annual Save Our Fathers Men's Health Summit is coming virtually to a city near you. Saturday, October 8th at 10 a.m. You don't want to miss it. For more information, or to register, please visit www.memphisempowerment.org.